Live from the Accessible Media Studios, this is Kelly and Company. Entertainment, lifestyle, and great conversation. It's AMI-audio's on-air community, and everyone's invited. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to your Tuesday edition of Kelly and Company. I am your host for today, Brock Richardson, who's filling in for Kelly McDonald, who is on a one-day hiatus, and then he'll be back tomorrow, and then he'll be off again on Danielle McLaughlin. Danielle, how are you? It hasn't been so long since we last spoke. It's just a little under 24 hours ago. (laughs) Well, I have to tell you, it's always a a highlight of my day when I get to talk with you, Brock. Uh, I'm never sure exactly where we're going to go with it, but it's always fun. So nice to, to, to be back together again today. Yes, and we'll be we'll be back together after a one day hiatus tomorrow, and then we'll be back on Thursday together. So it'd be nice to work together two out of the next three days together. So we know fun. it makes for a very happy week. Thank you. <laughs> so I, I told you initially what we were going to talk about off the top, and then literally about two minutes before we came to air, I decided, nope, I'm going to ask Danielle a separate question, and I'm going to oh. ask you this question. On the basis of today's vanity card, which talks about a very bizarre dream that I had uh, Monday leading, yeah, leading into Monday uh, morning. And I won't get into that. Listen to the vanity card and you'll, you'll hear about it. It's very bizarre slash a little humorous as well. But Danielle, have you had any bizarre dreams that have really stuck with you for a long time? I have. They, and... and- usually the ones that stick aren't aren't the fun ones i mean i've had i've had dreams that um you know i puzzle over for for weeks sometimes i um as as i've mentioned several times before i'm a swimmer and a lot of my dreams involve water um like giant waves and i i used to have these really scary dreams about huge waves until I started watching surfing on television and the waves are even bigger than the ones I dreamt about. And it kind of cured me a little bit. I thought, wow, those are so huge. And there are people who are actually choosing to go out into them. So, you know, made me feel better about the bad dreams. What about you? What have you, what's followed you, Brock? Yes, there's been a couple of ones that have followed me. Uh, the one that's on today's vanity card will follow me for a long time. It was it was quite a humorous um, dream. I will give you a little teaser and tell you it's about me losing my vision. And there's something to do with a uh, clock associated with that. But that's all I'll tell you. But a lot of the time, I have dreams associated with things that kind of sort of happen to me, conversations, whatever the case is. And there's been a couple over time. Uh, that have stuck. And when I'm on the road with uh, my attendant, Catherine, we tend to have, uh, you know, some dreams to discuss during that, depending on what's happened in any given day, because sometimes the two of us together is rather comical. So those are the dreams that have kind of stuck out. But as I said, listen to the uh, end of the full podcast, and uh, you'll hear about the dream that I had uh, going into Monday morning. What you're going to hear about now is what's coming up on today's edition of Kelly and Company. We chat today with Kelly and Company producer Jeff Ryman, who comes with some accessible gift ideas for any time of year. 
And Brooke, I hear even Santa's cutting back on the cookies this year. With more focus on health and wellness than ever before, we're bringing on our nutritionist, Julia Carantras, with some gift-giving advice with a healthy twist. You know that when Santa's cutting back on his uh, eating, you know times are getting really real. Plus, the 10th anniversary of the Krampus Ball returns this Saturday to the Opera House in Toronto, featuring a parade, costume parties, with electric and musical and visual performances. We'll chat with one of the organizers a bit later on in the program. Sounds like fun to me. I, uh, I love hearing about different traditions and Krampus is certainly one of them. But Brock, I'd like to talk, and I, this is very unusual for me because I am, as you know, not much of a sport person, but I'd like to talk about FIFA since the, uh, the, the, uh, the World Cup is still ongoing and corruption. Um, I've been reading some things. There, there's been some stuff in the New York Times. There's been some, some uh, you know, a lot of stuff in the media recently about how the games ended up in Qatar and, uh, you know, some questions about that. So I, I wanted to ask your opinion about whether Qatar is a suitable place for the World Cup whether there was a lot of money that changed hands in order for the World Cup to end up there, and uh, how you're feeling about it. I will tell you this, and this is my feeling on this and the things that I've read. So, um, But I'll tell you this. I really believe that you know when FIFA announced this a number of years ago, uh, they, they stood by this and they said, listen, we're, we're going to do this. This is where we put our... our our World Cup, and then a whole bunch of stuff came out into the media about how money changed hands, some of the stuff that were done underhandedly, there was a whole bunch, and and then I think over time, and I'm talking like over a couple of years, because this is a, a decision that's made, you know, four years in advance, so over time, when this announcement was made, you started to, to hear sort of FIFA sort of start to diplomatically talk about guitar and how they would defend it. And this is why we're doing it. We think it's a great soccer nation. We think it'll feature our game. All of the politically correct stuff that you would hear. Mm-hmm. And then over time, I think they started to sort of change their tune because they realized around, you know, the world, it was kind of like, listen, we don't know what we're going to do here in this case. But by then, Danielle, it was a bit far too late because too much money had changed hands. And mm-hmm. when you are committed, you have to become committed at a certain point. And it's hard to back out and say, we're no longer going to do this. Yeah, I mean, once the, the games began, I guess. But um, I have one question about Qatar, the, the, the football team, winning the first game. It just looked kind of weird to me. Am I is it am I alone in thinking that um, more money may have changed hands for this to take place, or were they just really lucky? It's it's the million dollar question. I'd like to believe that it took place ethically versus not ethically, um, but you know we'll never know the real truth, and that's things that you'll never know. I mean, there's that whole. 
when when Russia had the Olympics and Paralympics, they did a whole documentary. That will be the thing that you will hear later on as time goes on, but not right now. Right. Danielle, great conversation as always. And coming up next, we're going to hear from producer Jeff Ryman, who's going to give us some really unique and cool gift ideas that everyone could use at this time of year. Stay tuned. We'll be back. Danielle loves to uh, bring up things that make us think. So if you want to get a hold of us, here's many ways you can do that. one 509 4545 That's 1-866-509-4545. Feedback at AMI.ca is where you can uh, email us. At AMI on Twitter is where you can get a hold of us on Twitter and find out what's happening from segment to segment on this show and many others. I'm Brock Richardson alongside Danielle McLaughlin. Well, Brock, you're right. I love hearing other people's opinions since I have so many of my own. I like hearing other people share too. But right now, we're going to talk with our friend and Kelly and Company producer, Jeff Ryman, who's going to uh, share some accessible gift ideas for any time of the year. So whether you have a special person in your life who's blind or partially sighted, or your friends and family are asking you for your wish list, Jeff comes to the rescue. He says friends and family always struggled to come up with gift ideas for him growing up, and now he's here to save the day with some possible gift ideas that will work for any time of the year. Hello, Jeff, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yes. Uh, my mom has already asked me probably four or five times in the last week or two what I want for Christmas. Ooh. I'm a hard gift giver, but at the same time, like, I don't really expect too much in return. Like, I, I'd rather give the gift than receive the gift, so to say. But yeah. I don't know. For, for all my life, I, I've been pretty hard to 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 uh buy for and although you know when i was younger it was always video games it was the latest nhl game or you know sports video game that was always at the top of my list but as i get older like um uh, i don't know i need a new to toilet plunger <laughs> like, <laughs> I was gonna, gifts, there, you know but need jeff there used equipment. to be this wonderful song called thanks a lot for the tea bag it hasn't been yeah. used very much <laughs> <laughs> who that, doesn't need a new toothbrush right yeah <laughs> yeah no exactly it's just like you know the smaller things that may not jump <laughs> off the page for for most people but um i want to give credit this list comes from grant hardy uh he was able to forward this on to us to uh relay today so i do want to give him credit for this but at the same point he makes some really good talking points for us to follow along here um and number one on that list is you know don't forget people who are blind or partially sighted um don't overthink it, you know, yes. um, if you're a coffee snob, 
go to Starbucks or Tim Hortons or your local coffee shop and buy them some merchandise. Uh, that's exactly what I used to do for my mom when I was, you know, young and didn't really know what to get my mom. I'd go to the local coffee shop and get her a nice little mug. You know, there'd be coffee in the mug uh, or, or something along those lines. It doesn't have to be uh, anything over the top. Uh, if they're foodies, um, you know, holiday baking, people tend to do a lot of that over, you know, the, the course of December. Um, so if you're good at baking and don't really listen to me, cause I haven't really baked anything. I'm good at eating the stuff. I'm not really good at actually. That's my best part food. too. I must say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the fun part anyways. I mean, yes. it's for me. Um, but you know, baking, baking is always good. Um, let me just be cautious of any allergies or, uh, you know, uh, anything like that. Um, if they're in a health and wellness, of course, bath bombs or a spa package, like a day spa would be super ideal. I know I've done this in the past, um, you know, for, for a bunch of the ladies in my life. Um, you know, so there, there, there's definitely tons of things that can be enjoyed uh, for everybody and stuff that is pretty simple. You know, this is not anything that you really have to give a ton of thought. It's, it's, you know, one of those things that you can go to pretty quickly and not overthink certain things. So uh, I guess that's number one here is probably don't overthink certain gifts for certain people for Christmas. Keep it simple. So you know what, you know what I'm getting, you know what I'm getting guys, I'm getting now from people the, well, you should know me go and buy something and it's like yeah but like what do you like this is this is why i'm like fully in tune to what you're saying because for me the struggle is people are now telling me well you know me well enough go buy me something i like yeah okay but then that literally puts me under the gun and it's like okay but like what do i get and now they're putting me to the test and it's yeah it's hard yeah it, it is hard it is it, it it is hard especially if you know people give you <laughs> give you no direction like that um you know i feel like at that point sometimes there could be duplicate gifts you know i gave you this last year but you liked it so i give it to you again it to you again <laughs> I like yeah. That. yeah yeah you know it's, it's kind of boring but you know if you like it you like it <laughs> um number two on this list the braille store BrailleBookstore.com is your one-stop shop for accessible merchandise it's the spot um uh, to get accessible kitchen scale, talking meat thermometer, white cane, a deck of cards, Braille greeting cards. Uh, they also offer gift cards if you don't know what to get, which is also a really good option for, for multiple things too. But uh, BrailleBookstore.com has a ton of accessible gadgets. Uh, sounds really cool. The talking meat thermometer sounds really intriguing. <laughs> I a little bit rude, actually. One of those. <laughs> I could definitely use one of those things uh, which just talks to me because sometimes even as somebody who's able-bodied, I mean, trying to, you know, I have to sort of squint my eyes to, to read the temperature mm -hmm. on some meat thermometers, you know, so that, that's definitely one I think that I could use either barbecuing or, you know, if you're cooking yeah. a turkey for, for Christmas or whatnot. So uh, accessible gadgets like such. Are always you want to get those temperatures right when you have the in-laws over or whatever oh, family you've got over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you uh, dry out the turkey, you can always call Chinese food. I know that's what 
my family's <laughs> done before. <laughs> uh, not necessarily drawing out the turkey, but my, my, my family's a tradition of ordering Chinese food, you know, in and around Christmas. So <laughs> uh, we always have turkey, Chinese please. food on Christmas. It's a, it's a family's, it's our family's tradition. <laughs> it's the best. I love it. Yeah. Easy and convenient, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, another uh, tip on this list is 64 ounce games. So 64ozgames.com, an accessible game shop. They offer dice, they have puzzles, they have stuff to learn braille, build tactile skills, uh, and also accessibility kits to adapt mainstream games. Um, so, you know, this is something, if you're a gamer out there and you want to have the ability to adapt a certain board game or dice game or card game, uh, you can find really cool stuff there to incorporate everybody in your life. So, you know, if you have, you know, a decent sized family and you want everybody to play a certain game, um, this would probably be your go-to if you want to get a specific game to play with your entire friends and family. So uh, 64ouncegames.com is your accessible game shop. Number That's four, okay. gift cards. <laughs> this is one that I always love. I mean, who doesn't love a gift card? I mean, actually, I do know people who don't like gift cards because, you know, they think it's not, not so personal. But for me, I love it. Like, Give me more gift cards, um, you know, stuff like Amazon or iTunes, um, you know, buying music is kind of out of fashion, but chances are uh, smartphone users um, who buy one or more access accessible apps, that can cost a pretty penny. Uh, I'm thinking maybe an Audible gift card so you can go buy some um, books or something. Uh, along those lines would be awesome food gift cards. Food gift oh. cards might be one of my favorite, especially with rising food prices. Um, if you go to a restaurant, uh, you know, one of your favorite restaurants, that's always good to have a gift card or even grocery stores. I know in the past I've given people grocery store gift cards for Christmas, uh, you know, especially for people in my life. Like my Oma always makes me dinner once a week. So, you know, I would like to give her a gift card to go to the local grocery store, you know, so she can pick up a couple of things and make herself something nice or maybe return the gift and make me something nice. Yeah, um, that's very, it, very thoughtful of you. <laughs> I know, right? No, but I mean, it, it does go a long way, especially with inflation and the cost of produce on the rise. No um, kidding. You know, I think you could just give somebody a head of lettuce and it would be considered an yep. extremely generous gift right now. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So gift cards, a lot of people might overthink that and say, yeah, they may not like that. I think people will like the gift cards regardless, you know. I, you I'm can, right. Uh, give... Go ahead, Brock. I'm right there with you on the gift cards. Like I am I am all for it. And I when when people say to me, what do you want? gift card to this gift card to that yep. i am totally good and like restaurant like uh, the the ultimate dining package where you can bait or the the gift card where you can basically go wherever you know there's like eight or nine restaurants that is mm -hmm. killer to me i think yep. gift cards are one of the more underrated uh things as you point out so yeah absolutely for sure one of my favorites local artists how about this or or just buying local in general 
Um, you know, there, there's tons of local artists um, designing different things, jewelry, access, accessories. Um, uh, Grant has down here, Amy Amanti, one of our uh, contributors uh, on the network is, uh, uh, you know, great at making different accessible crafts. Uh, just, you know, try to browse around a little bit, see if there's somebody in your area that makes something unique and try to support local because, you know, that's something that uh, has been instilled in us uh, the last couple of years. And I think that it's something that should carry on. So trying to buy a local from artists is a, a great tip on this list. And number seven, I really want to get to this one. I think this one makes a lot of sense and something that I've gravitated towards the last, I'd say, five-ish years are experiences. And what I mean by that is I would take my dad to a hockey game, you know, like go to a local junior hockey game, something that's not going to break the bank um, and just enjoy it. Or if you, if you and your siblings or you and your mom or you and your grandparents want to go to a theater or a play, I mean, go do that because I feel like I, I, those things will be, instilled in them um you know that's a great memory to carry on for the rest of your life you know you can get somebody a nice coffee mug but then that might just get lost away in 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 the cupboard somewhere these experiences yeah. sort of last with you right so i'm huge into that specifically with my parents i really want you know to to cherish time with them and uh generate those great memories. So experiences that's are That's a really good idea. And especially if you go with them to the experience. So, you know, mm -hmm. that's, yep. you know, you get, you get concert tickets for everybody to a concert you'll all enjoy, and then you can talk about it for days afterwards, right? Yep. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. I know we're, we're running short on time, but is there anything I missed? Like, is, is there anything that you guys would like to add to this list that maybe that wasn't on here? I think this goes along with what you said, um, but just generally spending time with people. Yeah. I think COVID kind of, you know, took that away from people. And that's something we take for granted. So even if you're not going for an experience, just something simple of going to visit your grandparents, going to visit whoever it is you haven't seen in a long time, take advantage of that because you just never know what the world has around its next corner. Yeah, so no, right. I agree. Well, I agree. Thank you so much for that, Jeff. I've got all kinds of ideas. I'm going to start making a list. <laughs> that was awesome. Take care, guys. Thank you. That was Kelly and Company producer Jeff Ryman sharing some accessible gift ideas for any time of the year. Well, that's not where the gift ideas stop. We continue after the break with Julia Carangis, who gives gift ideas with a healthy twist. Mm, we'll find out what that is next year on Kelly and Company. Stay with us. Welcome back to Kelly and Company on your Tuesday. I'm your host for today, Brock Richardson, who you may be familiar with as a backup co-host, uh, filling, uh, filling in from time to time. Also, my Monday segments, Now with Dave Brown, The Neutral Zone. I'm everywhere. You cannot get rid of me. Also, joining me is Danielle McLaughlin, who you're familiar with on uh, Know Your Rights on uh, Mondays. 
And if you want to、uh, take us on the go, here's how you can do that. You can listen to us on TuneIn Radio or OO Tunes. If you have one of the newer Victor Reader streams, it is already one of the presets. So that's quite handy. So you can take us with you on the go anywhere you want. Now, joining us for more gift giving ideas, this time with a healthier twist, is Julia Carentes. Julia, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Pretty well, thanks. I hear that St. Nicholas is a little more on a little bit of a health conscious this year. And so, because of that, we figured we'd talk to you about some related gift ideas that we can get that have a little bit of a Healthier twist. Yeah, I mean, everybody's got a gift guide out right now, and I thought I would jump on board with this trend.、Uh, you know, I love the holidays and I love winter, but it is filled with so much abundance of good, but bad as well, and useless, like useless stuff. And you can re gift as much as you want, but at some point, That chocolate is either going to have to get eaten or it's going to get thrown away, which is a waste. And that's not good either. So, today I wanted to talk about gift ideas that are more health and wellness based, right? People are already spending money, might as well spend it on something that can be useful or help, like even help alleviate a burden for the receiver. For example, instead of buying them a peppermint scented candle, buy them. Hand soap. And you can buy peppermint scented hand soap if you want, because it's something that most likely that person is going to have to buy themselves, anyways. And now they don't have to because you've gifted it to them. So that's that where I wanted、like、to go. That's a good idea. I like that. Yeah. Because <laughs>、uh, you need that soap, right? So, you, right. Yeah. You, you're going to be spending your own money on it, anyways, in some fashion. I mean, in some sort of, you know, Hand soap, foaming soap, bar soap. At some point, you're going to wash your、Something. hands. So, you need yeah,、it. there you go. Yeah. So,、uh, Julia, let's dive right in because it's already the first week of December and people are in a buying、mm. mode. Agreed. The frenzy has started, which ties right into my first gift, which is tea. The,、mm. the winter is cold, so hot tea is a nice warm drink. It's also getting extremely expensive to buy outside of the home. So, you know, like if you went to a coffee shop and just bought a cup of tea. So, making your own is way more economical. And we know that different teas can be helpful for us. So, for example, you know, I would buy chamomile tea to help people relax and sleep, which is, you know, can be helpful during the holidays during a busier time. And also, peppermint tea to help digest all the extra, extra treats. That people are going to be eating at this time. So, calming teas and digestive aid teas would be helpful.、Um, and there's, you know, you can buy them at a grocery store, you can buy them at a coffee shop if you wanted to give them something, you know, fancier if, if you wanted. You could buy loose leaf tea, you could buy tea in a bag and make it easy and convenient. So, there's, you know, a lot of options when it comes to tea. You could even buy a mug. If you wanted, although probably not necessary, because if you know the person you're giving it to is a tea drinker, they most likely have a mug. But there's just lots of ways to go with the tea. But you can put it, you know, as a helpful twist by getting them something that will help exactly alleviate stress, help them sleep, help them digest, something like that. We know teas are really good for that. 
And so, Julia, because there's just any number of teas, coffees, etc., and you just listed a, a number of them, a gift card to a coffee shop would be a good idea, no? Yeah, absolutely. It's something that they are most likely spending their money on anyways. So this gives them a little bit of a break or a little treat as maybe buying like a fancy barista-made beverage has been cut out because of the crazy inflation rates. But to keep on theme, besides coffee shop gift cards, which is very common, so I, you know, I think a lot of people might think of those things already, you can also buy grocery store gift cards. President's Choice makes a gift card that can be used at Shoppers Drug Mart too. And they and, and Shoppers Drug Mart actually also has their own. So, you know, this could be really helpful when you're looking at that health and wellness category, you know, if you're sick and not feeling well and a friend is going to help you, you know, get some lozenges or get some decongestants or get some cough syrup, you're like, oh, here, here's my, here's a Shoppers Drug Mart gift card you can, or whatever pharmacy, you know, gift card you can use to go and buy those things so they can help you out and it's all in a gift card and it's easy and how, how nice. You know, yeah. you just have that gift card that somebody gifted you and you're like, oh, I feel sick and crummy um, and I don't have to waste all my hard-earned money on cough syrup and lozenges that will make me feel better, but I have this gift card and I can use it now. So, you know, taking that gift card idea and putting that healthy twist on it by buying it, like putting it somewhere like a grocery store or a drugstore where people might buy things that will help to, you know, nourish them or help them feel better. So that could be it's just a, something It's a different. good point to actually, Julia, because when you're not feeling well, you know, you have to think, oh, how, how much does that cost? Can I think about this? Yeah. So the gift card really helps. You're, you're, you're great on, on that one. But what are some other ideas for healthy gift giving? Yeah, I mean, we definitely want to keep our options open. So another food-related option is to gift a delivery of organic produce. So... The cost of lettuce right now, I find to be quite outrageous. So I personally would really, I mean, the cost of a lot of fresh foods right now is outrageous. Um, So like I personally would really appreciate a basket of produce so that I could make a salad. (laughs) I think that would be great. So a lot of uh, food deliveries, you could just gift a delivery to somebody and it can be um, groceries. You could gift like a grocery basket, or you could gift one of those food, like make your meals at home one, you know, depending on how well you like what you think the person might enjoy, but, um, you know, they can do a one-time delivery and then this basket of fresh produce shows up at your house. I mean, I think that would be lovely. I think that sounds, (laughs) even just a lettuce would be pretty nice at this stage, right? I know, I know. (laughs) The lettuce right now is really out of this world. So, yeah, if I got a head of lettuce of any kind in a basket, I would be, I would be overjoyed. Yeah, I'm kidding. I genuinely saw an article, and I can't remember where I saw it, but it was like seventeen dollars for a head of lettuce, and I had to reread it like twice. I'm like, pardon, it's lettuce. Like, what? what what's happening here? But what's that's, happening? That's just... I think you could. No, it's really wild. I mean, I'm pretty sure, what was it, like $3.99 or $4.99? You could get like three heads of romaine lettuce, and now it's $7.99, which is, I mean, 
I looked, a lot. Uh, Julia, I looked carefully. I wanted to see if they were gold plating the lettuce. I thought, yeah. <laughs> thinking. <laughs> yeah, fortified lettuce, like extra. Yes. Eating this one head of lettuce is really like eating five heads of lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you're paying the price. That's it. I yeah. know. A hundred percent. I know. What so, else yeah, do you have food, for us? Food baskets are good. Yeah. So if you, yeah, so food baskets are great. Um, if you know the person for whom you're buying for takes supplements, why not buy those, right? A bottle of vitamin D, which a lot of people take in the winter, that's a very common supplement to take in the winter. And even if they don't take it, maybe they might want to start. Like maybe now is the time. So, um, yeah, a bottle of vitamin D and a bottle of vitamin C could and should be used by almost anybody. And so gifting those would save them going out and spending their own money on it or buy them a box of their favorite protein or energy bar. I like these ready to drink meal replacement shakes. You know, a pack of four is $25. I use them and would be so elated to get them to get a pack as a gift because it would just be so useful for me and something that I like to have anyways. So if you know the person well enough and you know their like slash snacking habits, just buy them something that you know that they'll use. I feel, you know, like we're always buying stuff that sounds exciting or it's flashy or marketed, but maybe isn't really the most useful for that person. And so I think we maybe need to normalize buying everyday items that the person is going to be spending their money on anyways. And, and therefore, you know that they're going to use and you just give that as your gift. So I love this idea of supplements. I love this idea of snacks, protein bars, if the person eats them, or energy bars, if you know that they like them. Or perhaps you're a baker and you're going to do them yourself. That is not my wheelhouse, but I certainly would appreciate if somebody baked me some some homemade protein bars or energy bars with oats. I mean, I would love that. So if you're it a baker, any- I mean, you could go that way. Yeah. Anything um, homemade is good. Yeah, I think it so. Is. And, and yeah. you know, when 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 even even if it's it doesn't taste that great, just knowing somebody's done that for you is kind of a, you know, gives you a warm and it's fuzzy so feeling, nice. right? Yeah. I know. Even when I eat chicken and salad, I always feel like it tastes better than when somebody else has made it for me. Absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> it's so, just so nice. It is. And uh last gift ideas, what else have you got for us? Okay, so the list so far has been very food-focused. So my last wellness gift idea is an oil diffuser, which is, I mean, it's a little on trend. There's a lot of people that already have them. But these are great because the person can diffuse whatever scent they like. And it could be just for enjoyment. So they could just diffuse the scent that they like. Um so not necessarily eucalyptus because they're congested, for example. But there, it could also use, be used for that reason. So I like diffusing cedar wood in the winter and more citrus oils in the summer, like lemon um, or grapefruit, I, because I feel like it makes my house smell cleaner. I, <laughs> it does. You're right. like, you know? <laughs> um, and you can, the nice thing about an oil diffuser is that you can put it in your living room. You can put it in a bedroom. So if you are sick, you can put it in your bedroom with some eucalyptus oil. Um, or you could put it in the bathroom, you know, and you can have a nice steamy eucalyptus shower. 
Um, so these are really easy to find, and you can order them online. You can find them at stores. And the oils, again, they can be used for, like, different oils. They can be used for sleep. They can be used for pain, energy, etc. So lots of wellness-focused benefits there with the oils. So you can really customize it. You know, like maybe you're just going to give an oil that's enjoyable to smell with the gift, but then the person can then purchase oils that they feel might be therapeutic for them. So this is less food-based. If you didn't, you know, you didn't want to bake something, you don't want to buy something food-like, you can just look at these oil diffusers. And there's big ones and there's small ones, which means they will fit in, like, different price ranges. You know, it's the same thing it- with oils, depending on what the oil is. The holidays are so synonymous, Julia, with scents, smells, and yeah, people, yeah. you know, you, you look at you look at it and you say, well, I, I think of baked goods. Well, in this case, you can also use it in different oils or, or you know, whatever the case is. There's yeah. different ways that you can you can do this. And I just think it's really cool. And I, I, I think people, like I said, I think they automatically assume, well, it's food related and that's it. Julia, thank you so much. Appreciate it very much. Thanks, guys. That was Julia Carantis talking to us about gift ideas we can give from a healthier perspective. The 10th anniversary Krampus Ball returns this Saturday to the Opry House in Toronto, featuring parade, costume party, some musical and visual performances. We chat with one of the organizers next year on Kelly & Company. Stay with us. We'll be back. things I love about Kelly and company in this program is the fact that when contributors come on, they invariably at this time of year will add things that will suit their own list. Like if I got this in my stocking or under the tree, this would suit me well. And this is the beautiful thing I love about our platform is that we get an opportunity to Educate the audience, inform, but also a little bit of uh, self-serving and and able to say, (laughs) hey, if I could, I'd like this under my tree. Would you agree, Danielle? It sounds great, you know, and you get to know the people we're we're talking with a bit better when you know what they what they what they enjoy and what they may not like so much. So, yeah, I, I think it's wonderful to hear. And I hope that for them, their families are listening and get them what they ask for. Absolutely. If not, they can uh, play it on one of the repeats, uh, 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. if they're not listening with those family members. I'm Brock Richardson, filling in for Kelly McDonald, alongside Danielle McLaughlin, who's filling in for Romeo Amuthan. Squidlid, wonderful name, is proud to announce the 10th anniversary Krampus Ball, which will return this coming Saturday, December the 10th, at the Opera House in Toronto, The Krampus Ball is a celebration of the darker side of Christmas that begins with a free parade on Queen Street East that confuses and delights the locals alike before the doors open to unveil Toronto's legendary alternative Christmas costume party. 
There's lots of diverse, eclectic music and visual arts as well. And we're chatting with the man who spearheaded the project, James Zirko Fisher. Hello, James. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Nice to be here on the show with you. Oh, well, we're really happy to have you. And we're really excited to learn all about Krampus. Can you tell us about that name? What is a Krampus? Oh, Krampus is actually... um... Oh, it's it's been it goes all the way back to pagan times. Uh, um, it's a demon basically uh, that was it comes by once a year and to punish the naughty little children uh, to give some sort of ramification for their bad behavior all year round. Um, Saint Nicholas is the one that hands out all the toys and everything and um it was actually christianity that pulled krampus into the loop from paganism uh to uh, dole out coal to all the kids and and whipping so krampus is a demon that is uh keeps kids on you know the good side of things the best behavior goodness best behavior (laughs) I love it. But uh, and then, we we like to we like to celebrate uh, uh, you know the fact that everybody needs a different kind of outlet this time of year. So um, being naughty is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I mean, being kind to each other is still super promoted. But if you want to you know be express yourself in a slight, slightly darker or uh, quote unquote bad way, then uh, we all need that outlet. And there just isn't that much here in. Canada for that, especially in Toronto. So um, when I created this party 10 years ago, it was was mainly as like a sort of punk rock rebellion to all the good cheer that was happening in our uh, (laughs) capitalist Santa culture. (laughs) Where did Krampus begin? It's it's a, a European tradition, isn't it? It is. It's it's uh, primarily in the northern areas, um, the Germanic areas, but it, it's all through Europe actually, because Italy and Spain actually have their own versions of it. They um, uh, even uh, Switzerland and uh, uh, Belgium, they all have different, slightly different versions of Krampus. Krampus is the the demon with the horns and the fur, but there's other um, other there's a witchy one. There's a, there's um, uh, Black Pete, which is a little bit controversial, and it's also been said that Krampus, the demon, was sort of brought into the fold to take over for the eight to nine um, <laughs> uh, oh, <yes>. servants <laughs> that were happening, that were following Saint Nicholas. It was like, yeah, it was. It's all. It's a bit loaded in history, which is also good to. You know, Bring people aware to the, bring up the awareness of that, uh, that our history is still, of course, loaded with all these funny things. So, um, the celebration here with this party is definitely trying to uh, create new history, but also being aware of where it all stems from and and how we all want to move forward in in a more positive way. Even though it is in a, a darker theme, that we all want to come across. Um, all encompass, all welcoming, and all inclusive, and um, al- allowing everybody's differences, and um, being friends with each other, even if we have differences. So that's the theme of the party, and I think that's wh- why I love Krampus so much, is because it represents something that's a little bit off, 
but he's just unapologetically himself. Yeah, for sure. So can you give us specific details on what people can expect from the Krampus Ball experience? Um, well, uh, like you said at the top of this, uh, there is a parade that starts right at the venue at 9 p.m. It's a quick one. We were going to do it another night, but um, it's super fun having it as the intro intro to the party. And it's a free parade all ages. So if anybody wants to bring out their little kids to be scared, uh, <laughs> it's kind of like an extension of Halloween. And it's happened in the past. We have frightened a few children and even little babies in carriages. It's been hilarious. <laughs> and uh, then we all uh, head back to the venue at the Opera House and go in. And I've lined up literally 60 performers and DJs and um, music uh, and walkabouts and interactive pieces into all levels of the Opera House. Um, we're expecting upwards of 700, potentially over 800 people. Um, it's going to be basically Halloween part two, but with a lot more horns and fur. It's going to be uh, quite an experience, especially being the 10th anniversary. We're really going big and bold with this party. It's going to be wild, <laughs> to say the least. Well, you describe your work as a multi-sensory project. Can you tell us more about what you mean by that? Um, like the work towards Krampus or my own personal work, you mean? Well, let's, let's start with Krampus and then let's hear more about your work too. Um, Krampus, yeah, it's definitely, um, because it's music and visuals and, um, performance. I feel like that's the whole, holy trinity. And, uh, when it can encapsulate people into an atmosphere and, take them out of their day-to-day -day and, and help them escape their normal lives and jump them into another kind of world for an evening. That's the objective. So um, I was brought up in a very theatrical household. So uh, the whole magic of disappearing into another world for um, a little chapter of your day is super powerful and super, uh, it's, it's just a lovely release, um, and it's it's a great energy boost to be able to you know, escape somewhere else in a creative environment. So, it I try to keep it uh, multi-sensory, just so that uh, people are overwhelmed and are forced to uh, not be in Toronto anymore and <laughs> just be somewhere else. Sounds very, uh, very cool and very different. Um, what would you say would be the highlight for you in doing this? And yeah, just give us a little bit about that, if you would. The highlights? Uh, well, yeah, this party was basically built as a, um, a giving back to the community, um, giving back to Toronto, pretty much. Um, I also find as we're developing as a city, the growth of the city and, and how it's happening so quickly, there's, um, <clears throat> there's a real um, tendency to tighten up and get a little bit conservative. We, we used to have some real hardcore punk rock elements to this city. And um, I feel like this party is one of the big uh, contributors to 
keeping the weird factor in, in Toronto, um, partially based on the roots of the city and all the people that have lived here for a long time who have been weird all this time, but also just keeping that dialogue open of it's okay to be alternative. It's okay to be a bit strange. Um, it's okay to be, feel like you're in the normal situation too and want to branch out too. Like it's, um, it's trying to be, uh, as I said before, inclusive to everybody and really uh, welcoming to everybody's perspective on things. Even if you don't like it, you just want to come out and try it. Um, I just, I like the idea of, uh, the highlight for me is definitely pushing people's boundaries, but in a very nurturing way and in hopes that they'll be inspired to whether they create on their own time or whether they get really excited about something again. And it like lifts their spirits, their, their energy levels get higher, especially at the time of year that's about to approach, you know, January, February is a hard time for a lot of people. So just a little boost in everybody's esteem and and uh and ho hopefully inspires a lot of magic in in a weird sort of way so in a non-traditional sort of way it's exciting well, i guess it's a, a way of adding a little darkness to the darkest time of the year <laughs> <laughs> but in a in a in a more playful way less like brooding depressing and more uh inspiring to keep going and and move through the the darker season. It was a strange time with the pandemic uh, because we couldn't throw this party. And I ended up having uh, to get creative with what I was going to provide, especially with a time like the pandemic creating so much depression with people because we were also trapped and, and missing our social um, interactions. And well, so I created a, I, I created the Krampus well. Hunt. I'm sorry that we've run out of time, but that was James Zirko Fisher talking to us about the 10th anniversary Krampus Ball taking place this coming Saturday at the Toronto Opera House. Thanks a lot, James. Hour two is right around the corner. We check in with our friends from W. Ross McDonald about their holiday projects that they have been working on. We also check in with our woodworking segment. Uh, Jeff Thompson tells us about an oscillating tool which pretty much does everything. Next up, we have a community report with Kim Thistle. Stay tuned for that and much, much more in hour two right here on Kelly and Company. We'll be back. Shameless plug of one of my favorite apps coming here, but it's the uh, Radio Player Canada app. Uh, I love it because you can uh, bring it with you on your phone, on any device, and the way it works is that if you wanted to like, I don't know, AMI audio by chance, uh, then you can do that by clicking the little heart button that is associated with that, and you do that, and then every time you open the app, you can have your favorite list and you can take us on the go that way which is really convenient one of the things one of the many things that I love about this program is when we get to chat with our community reporters and we get to do that today with Kim Thistle from Newfoundland St. John's Newfoundland and Labrador Kim 
Nice to have you along. Hey, Brock. Thank you for having me. And hello, Danielle. Hello. Nice to hear your voice again, Kim. <laughs> Thank you. You're mean to county twang, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Thank you. We, I love... I love the Newfoundland accent. I, for some reason, that's one of the ones that I really enjoy. So it's always a pleasure to talk to you. But first and foremost, because you bring us great topics like this. And the, it's called Our Divis Do Christmas St. John Our Arts D and Col right. Culture Center. Yes. So it's Our Divas Do Christmas, and this is an annual event. I don't, it didn't say how many years it's been ongoing, but I remember going several years ago. But it's, this is one of the pricier things that I did add to our list, and there's other things that are less expensive and, you know, free. But this is, if you want to get your kickstart, your Christmas vibe and your mojo or whatever you want to do, <laughs> this is the event. The singers and the performers, like there's over 100 performers, and it's, you know, all ages show, plus the performers are all ages. And it's, it's hailed as one of the brightest and the best holiday show, right? And what I like this year, like I think, you you know, you try to shake it up every year. So this show shows in different genres. So this year it's called Around the World with Newfoundland, Irish, Afro-Caribbean, Latin American, and Ukrainian holiday songs and performers. Plus, this first time this year, they have the Black Heritage NL Choir and a few new divas. So I think, wow, very eclectic, something for everybody. And, you know, who, want, who wouldn't want to hear some Latin, you know, Christmas or Feliz Navidad? Or, <laughs> I'm just guessing what songs they'll sing. But it, it's something, you know, gets you in the spirit. Like you'll be dancing in your seat and wiggling. And, yeah, I, uh, it's, it's a real fun. Now, the cost is $69 for, for adults, and that includes tax, no, yes, and 45 for students, and that includes the HST and service charge. They ask also that you bring a food donation for the Mon Food Bank, and the Mon Food Bank is our local university, our only university here in Newfoundland, Labrador. So I thought that was a worthy cause as well. So a fun evening out from the 8th you know, to the 11th coming up this weekend. You know, you, you guys out there in Newfoundland know how to party, and know how to put on <laughs> events and so i can imagine with uh divas you know singing some songs it would be very uh festive and loud in a good way and just all kinds mm -hmm. of party going on there it, Kim, you, I, it just sounds it. like a lot of fun yeah. It is, yeah, and, it, and it, that would bring us into our the next event, the downtown holiday fair. So, you know, encouraging people to get downtown for shopping. Downtown is not really, really accessible. They've done some work this summer with um, the Blind Square and the app, and, I was, and I'm, you know, that's still going on. And, you know, we had blocked off part of the street for the summer, but that's not the way it is in the winter. But on George Street, and I guess you've heard of George Street. Everyone oh, seems yes. to know George Street, our party street. <laughs> <But it's laughs> I've even been on George Street. It's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and this is family fun because we're trying to get more into, you know, it's open for everybody. So from um, Saturday, December 10th and Sunday, Sunday, December 11th, from 2 to 5, there'll be ho free holiday activities. And I said, that's wonderful. So Saturday, we'll have pop-up holiday performances and roaming mummers throughout Water Street and Duckford Street. And I don't know if you know what mummers are. Have you ever yeah, heard could of you, that? Yeah, could you describe what mumming is or what mummers do? Mum, 
No, right. So mummering is um, dressing up in disguise and no one knows it. So, it. so there's a famous song that we have in Newfoundland here, you know, any mummers loud in. And it's a lot of fun and, and you know, her that goes at the door. So boys dress up as girls and girls dress up as men. That's just the lyrics of song. You're not supposed to know who they are. And they'll perform for you. And it's a perform for you for, you know, a, a, a drink. We're not doing that downtown now on this particular day, but it's bringing back a tradition that was, you know, very widespread throughout the province for years. So that's on Saturday, and then they have an interactive musical tree forest and an open space. So that's really cool. And then Sunday, family concert on George Street, Mumrad, they are fabulous. I've listened to them before. Swinging Bells, ladies are a lot of fun. Co-Video Collective, Newfoundland Symphony, Symphony Orchestra, and Untellable Movement Theatre. And holiday displays, lights and decorations, and photo backdrops. And the Trinity Pub will have a Trinity Market if you need to do some last-minute shopping. And they said they're going to have um, a series of short videos that features individuals, businesses, and community organizations who have demonstrated resilience and successes throughout the COVID-19 pandemic. So it's wonderful that we can get out again, you know, and celebrate one another and, and you know, getting through the past few years. There's an accessibility area um, on Sunday, but it's parking accessible, so it's better to go on the website so you know your family member who, who would, will be, like for me, a sighted guide will know where to park. And there's an accessible viewing area for the concert on Duckworth Street, first come, first serve. But it's great that these things are being factored in. And if it doesn't no. go ahead this weekend, it will go on the 17th and the 18th. That's what I was going to ask you. You know, you can't rely on the weather, or maybe you can rely on it to be pretty nasty. No. So there's an alternate date if it's too too awful outside. Yes, yeah, and and and, they, and then they have you know to request accommodations or provide feedback. There's a number there. So I, I I'm I'm encouraged that the city is moving more towards accessibility and inclusion. And yes, and then, like you said, yes, we do have an, always have to have an alternate date because our weather is not predictable. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. It sounds now, really lovely. For sure. Kim, your your third topic, when I read this, I I was like, because this is holiday, I must not be having the right vision. But uh, the House of Wooden Santas at the Rooms St. John's, tell me that these Santas have smiles on their face and they're uh, happy Santas in a room. <laughs> This is a great, oh, I'm so glad you asked me this because I was going to explain. Kevin Major is a Newfoundland author. He's, he's published 20 books. 25 years ago, he wrote this this family story. And I read it, it's from December the 1st to December the 24th. And it's meant to be read each day of the month, each day, you know, like December the 1st, you read story, and, you know, part of the story. And the story of the mother, you know, the mom and dad separate and they have, she moves out around the day, you know, leaves the city and, and he has to make new friends and he's not happy or, you know, you're talking to a teenager. So the mother makes wooden Santas. So these every night, when every day when he wakes up, there's a new Santa there. And there's a story about each Santa. So Kevin Major wrote this story and he has a, a local, um, a Nova Scotian artist. Um, I'm trying to remember her, Amelia George. I may have that done it correct, incorrectly. Is that her name? I'm trying to remember. I say it Imelda right. George, photos, I think it says, carving, yeah. Oh, perfect, perfect, and and the photos by Ned Pratt, and the book is beautiful and fabulous, and it's, a, it's really nice. Like my son and I, my oldest son and I, that was our tradition. 
in Christmas. We know when he would sit with me and read the story, right? And the, the, the wooden senses are going to be on display at the room. Unfortunately, this is 25 years. This is, you know, the anniversary. Everything's sold out. They had two dates for the Sunday and a Wednesday night sold out. However, we can still go down and view the wooden centers. They're going to have it in the lobby of the rooms, which is, a, it's a, I guess, similar like a museum here in St. John's. And they'll have the display set up there so you can go and see the wooden centers in person. And it could be a wooden center, you know, carrying a staff or a wooden center with a, a star. Like, it, they all had a beautiful theme and a little message with them. It's a lovely, lovely story. If you can, you know, get your hands on the book, it's really quite charming. I just love the fact, Kim, that they re. First of all, I'm elated that it's it's a happy thing with wooden Santas because I, I'm thinking it's got to be. So I'm elated that you you describe that. But I, <laughs> I love the piece that that it's it's you know you read the story piece by piece up till you yeah. know uh, uh, the end, and and I think that that sort of keeps the the spirit of the holidays alive and something that people you know look forward to i would imagine um you know day after day reading a new part of this story as a family you know it was something that i loved looked forward to and robin did as well and i'm my youngest i don't know if we got into it as much reading this story but I did read it a bit. But you know, when they when they're willing to sit and sit with you right? <laughs> and hang out with you, but it is a lovely story. Exactly, it's a, it's a piece by piece, and and him coming of age, and you know, and the relationship with his mother improving. It, it's just a lovely, you know, it's you know, it's a Christmas story. But we're not talking about you know magic and like a Hallmark movie, but still. It, it, Get your hands on the book. See if you can get the book because it's well worth. And like I said, Kevin Major is, an, is a Newfoundland author and has wrote many books you know, related on Newfoundland. But this is a kid's story, a family story. And, you know, we talked about it earlier in the show as we were talking about gift-giving ideas and how it's about creating memories. And sometimes those are the things mm-hmm. that last for, for longer than anything else. And so this is a, a great example of that, to, to do that and to make those memories uh, moving forward. Kim, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, best of the season to you and your family. And uh, we'll talk to you again down the line. Perfect. Happy holidays and happy new year. Take care. Thanks so much. See you, Danielle. See you, Brock. Lovely talking with you. Bye-bye. That was Kim Thistle, who is our community reporter in St. John's, Newfoundland, and Labrador. Reminder to check out the blog at ami.ca slash kellyco for all the information regarding this report. And uh, like I said, really great uh, stuff that she had to, to say. And I love the story that we got to hear about and day after day. Coming up next, we're going to check in with our friends at W. Ross McDonald School, and they're going to be telling us about some of their projects that they've worked on ahead of the holiday season. Stay tuned for that next here on Kelly and Company. We'll be back.
One of the great things we get to do here on AMI-audio is run some special programming uh, during the holidays, and uh, this year is uh, no different. Um, we're going to be uh, at 11 a.m. Eastern on December 17th. We're going to be featuring Ke- Caroline Minx, who is the author and star of this podcast series, which is a fictional story about a young woman named Bet, who has significant amount of hear of hearing loss and suddenly in her late uh, teens, and she learns how to adjust with her disabilities, and every everything delves from romance to learning ASL, and at the end of this uh, podcast called seen not heard we hear an interview with jacob shemansky with the author caroline mink so that's coming up on december 17th at 11 a.m eastern i'm your host brock richardson alongside danielle mclaughlin let's check in with our friends from w ross mcdonald school for the blind in brantford ontario the kids in the communications program have been hard at work at their holiday projects and they're here to share them with us now. Welcome to Kelly and Company, you guys. How are you? Can you introduce yourselves? Yes, hi, I'm, I'm just gonna jump in. Uh, it's Mr. Giacomo, the principal. The kids have let me out of my office, so I'm very, very excited. <laughs> very excited for that. And to my left, uh, go ahead, Darren. Hi there, my name is Darren Millar. I go to W Ross. I've been here for probably 11 years. And uh, I, on the radio slash uh, the announcements in the morning, I go by Demolition Darren. Hello, I'm, hello I'm Connor. Um, I'm a grade 11 student here in the communications class, and I love it. My name Wonderful. is, but, 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 but on me, but over the internet, you can call me by my, my, my alias, Mike. And by spelled M I C H, short for Michael. Of course. Excellent. Who else do we have here? Hi, I'm Abby. Um, they haven't decided on a set name for me on air. They've been bouncing around between quite a few. Um, and I'm a new student at W Ross as of this year. I'm in the twelfth grade. Oh, welcome to uh, Kelly and Company, all of you. It's just lovely to hear your voices. Um, now. I understand that Walker couldn't join us today, but he's been working on a project for Trans Awareness Week. Can we take a listen? This week is important. Hi, I'm Walker, and I'm here to spread the word about Trans Awareness Week. Trans Awareness Week is a one-week celebration leading up to the Transgender Day of Remembrance, T-D-O-R for short, which memorializes victims of transphobic violence. Today, we stand together and be who we want to be, but also celebrate Trans Awareness Week. Thank you, and have a great day, W. Ross. Great to hear. Now, is this the first year that uh, W. Ross has observed Trans Awareness Week? And uh, why do you think it's uh, so important to bring some attention to this issue, Mr. Magicomo? Yeah, so I I don't think that it's the uh, the, the first year that we've uh, observed it, but I certainly think that um, there's more of a engagement with the students. You know, it's so important that these endeavors really come from the the student population, so that they 
they really, um, you know, experience it for themselves. And it's not just something that sort of dropped down on them from, from staff or from ministry or something like that. We want them to, uh, to take the lead. So it's really important to us. We have students of all uh, different stripes and different uh, backgrounds and experiences and everything else. And we want to make sure that they all have a voice. And this is just one way that we can do that for our students who, uh, who are transgender. Very good. Abby, can you tell us about the project you and Darren have been working on, please, if you could? Oh, yeah, certainly. Um, so Darren and I have been putting together an announcement so that everybody at the school can have their holiday requests played on our morning shows. We make morning shows for every day. And during month December, all of our morning shows are holiday themed, not necessarily Christmas music, but it has to be within holidays. I wrote the script and did the voice work for the um for for the the announcement, and I'll let Darren explain the rest. All right, thank you, uh, Abby. Yeah, so I was working on the editing and the sound part of it. Uh, I put together the music on it, and I have I just love doing the editing part of it. That's my favorite part of doing stuff with communications and media like that. Love it. Well, let's take a listen to the audio clip we have. Good morning, Debbie Ross. This is the communications class with an announcement. If there is any holiday music you would love to hear, Kwanzaa, Christmas, Yule, Solstice, Hanukkah, any winter holiday, please send it over to wrmsmornings at gmail.com and we will do our best to play it. Thank you. That's great to hear. Darren, can you tell me what uh, did you enjoy most about working on this project? Uh, honestly, I really enjoy, like, for me, like, a big part of my life is socializing. So doing group work together is a big part of, of what I like to do and stuff. And when it comes to doing stuff like this, just, um, I don't know, it's it's all about everything that's included to it. It just makes it my favorite part. Awesome. Uh, Colin, can you introduce us to the Angel Tree of Hope project you're working on with Dylan? Well, honestly, when we assigned it, I hadn't heard of it until we were assigned with it. Unfortunately, with Dylan not here to explain it, I guess the best way I can explain it is with with the announcement itself. Okay, let's take a listen. Hey Dylan, have you heard of this angel tree? Apparently, you can donate gift cards to put under the tree. Yes, Con, I have heard about it. You can drop off your gift or gift card under the tree in front of administration. Anyone who wants to donate can do so. We are looking forward to seeing the gifts and gift cards under the tree. Wow, that's even more interesting than I thought. And besides, sharing is caring, after all. So the angel tree is in in front of the office. That sounds very nice. Colin, 
tell me about uh, this project and, and, you know, what it meant to you. Well, I honestly, it felt more, it was like, it was nice because one of the first times I was able to actually work in a group and it was, it was nice because it was with an old, with an old friend because Bill and I had been friends even, I knew him even before he came to the school. Oh, we met this CNIB camp in Toronto. So you're, you're old buddies and now you got to work together. That sounds like a really promising thing. Do you think you'll be working together again in the future? I don't know, but here's perhaps hoping, but also yeah. one of the most, most of the, I remember I, where most of the script writing was, I came up with the idea for the script. He mostly did the writing, and then I mostly got mostly did most of the editing. Since near the end, he was absent. We finished it last week, and he wasn't there. Uh, well, so. you sound like a pretty powerful team to me. It sounds like a good idea. I also want to mention. I forgot to mention also that one thing is like I, I feel like it probably was an experience for like for like how I'm going to be in my YouTube videos, but also I liked how I could. Get creative with it a little bit with adding some humor because you can't go wrong yeah. with a little bit of humor if you know That's what i mean so true and and there's not an audiences of every sort like a little bit of humor it's like putting a bit of salt in the soup isn't it but add some flavor flavor is good <laughs> i believe that <laughs> <laughs> and i like i liked the whole sharing is caring i think Sharing is caring is something that is important. And I think that sometimes we get lost in the idea that sharing is caring. So I do like the end little piece there with uh, the, the point about sharing is caring. I think that's cool and good on you guys for sliding that in there. I think it's important. Uh, Connor, yeah. can you t go ahead? Go ahead. If you were going to say. And also, that, yeah, I also want to quickly slide in there about how. I did, of course, get my wisdom from my father, so <laughs> you can thank him. Well, there you go. I got my wisdom from my dad, too. So uh, <laughs> we seem to share the same sentiments because my father taught me sharing is caring way back when I was young. And it's like I said, it's nice to hear that it's still around and uh, well. So, Connor, can you tell us a little bit about your project for the Orientation and Mobility Department, if you would? Uh, yeah, so for the uh, O&M department, I'm going to be uh, making an announcement that motivates everyone to just have fun. And also that the basically the announcement will be saying that if you uh, go down to the O&M room with your white O&M cane, you can uh, leave with a candy cane. Ah, mm -hmm. love it. And there's a bit of humor <laughs> in it that says don't get it mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't take your white cane away when they give you the uh, candy cane, right? That you can ha you no. can end up with both? Yes. Oh, that's a relief. <laughs> Cuz last I looked those candy canes are kind of short. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if you're a first grader it might work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's fun. So I wonder, is, is anybody um, decorating their, their white canes for Christmas? Or do, do they have any with jingle bells or, uh, you know, anything like that? Um, I don't think so, but I could be wrong. I've heard a few over in elementary school jingling down the hall already. So I think uh, 
the elementary students are are participating in that for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's good to hear because you know, I, as far as I'm concerned, anything you can do to to you know decorate and bring a little liveliness to your life is a good is a good thing, no matter what time of the year it is. Well, Christmas is a big, big deal around W. Ross McDonald School, so uh, we, we don't lack in decorations and activities and things like that over the holidays, that's for sure. Yeah. That's wonderful. Sure. Well, uh, Mr. Magiacomo, can, can you tell us what your favorite part of this season is? I really enjoy the military police party, and what that is, is uh, for many, many decades, the uh, a group of military police come to the school. We used to go to uh, to different barracks and things, but now they come to us and we have a, a wonderful midday feast. We take in a concert, uh, the elementary students put on a concert and then uh, the military police hand out a present to all the elementary uh, students. And this is just a wonderful tradition that has gone on, I think, since probably the 1960s. And uh, that's definitely oh, wow. my, my favorite. But the whole week before Christmas, the caroling in the morning behind front administration, the um, the holiday concerts, the drama productions, all of those sorts of things, just really, yeah, they make it, it makes it so awesome here. The 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 holiday season is wonderful at W Ross. My favorite. Oh, that's just so great to hear. It sounds like it's a uh, you know that all the students must be happy to be there at this time of the year. I'll bet there's you know, it, it's a bit different when you're doing all your hard studies and you get a little bit of a know a release at this time of the year when you get to do stuff that people are just doing for fun absolutely thank you very much well i'd like to uh, say thank you to all of our w ross friends who join us on the first tuesday of each month for a catch-up and boy it sounds like you guys have been hard at work i hope you have a wonderful holiday season Well, on the other side of this break, we're going to check in with our woodworking contributor, Jeff Thompson, who's going to tell us about a powerful tool. Two and two, be right back at you. How many of you got that reference? I'll explain if you didn't. Next. <laughs> So I uh, threw something out there during my exit uh, that I was hoping some of you might catch, and some of you may have, but for those that didn't, what I said was, two and two, be right back at you. And for those that are going, what are you talking about? Well, that's because Chuck Woolery, who used to host a whole bunch of uh, game shows, um, would always say, two and two, right back at you. And I really thought, Danielle, the way you giggled, you, you got it. But you then said to me on the commercial break, is that a sports reference? And I was just like, oh, no, no, oh, not a no. sports reference. I, I'm too so synonymous around here for sports. It's a, it's a bit much. It's true. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't heard it, just uh, YouTube, Google Chuck Woolery, and that's his tagline. Uh, one of the things we do uh, around this time is we check in with woodworking, and that's uh, Jeff Thompson. Today we're chatting about the oscillating tool, and it sounds powerful. As it turns out, 
it can it's good for cutting just about anything. Nice to have you back, uh, Jeff. Hey, nice to be here. Nice to be back. All right, so let's start with the uh, million-dollar question, an oscillating tool. Can you tell us what it is, please? You know, I was always wondering what it was. Everyone was talking about it, and it's a tool that when you hold it in your hand, you aim it forward like you're pointing a flashlight, let's say. But it's shaped, if you picture a spatula, um, an arrow, small spatula, that in the front of it, that very front of it, is kind of like uh, it vibrates back and forth, left and right. So it's like a little hacksaw blade on the edge or a saw blade on that front lead edge. So when it's vibrating, whatever you push it into, it'll cut right into. Wow. So what would you use that for? Well, say you're doing tongue and groove and you want to cut the tongue off or you know something where it's mounted on the wall. Or if you wanted to cut out an outlet box, you can push it up against the wood and push it up and just glide right up with it. And you can go through sheetrock. When you're putting sheetrock in, you can cut things. You can just shave off nails. You can cut edges of boards. It's it's just so versatile because you don't have a, a full-blown skill saw type of thing trying to reach in or cut something. You can just push this blade in there and touch it to it and just start shaving away. How does someone who's blind and partially sighted go about uh, using this tool? Well, what's really nice about it is it's the vibration, all the action is on the very front edge. So you can actually be touching part of it, part of the blade up there The once you get familiar with it. So when you're making contact, if you scratch like a line in the wood with a scratch all or even, you know, a braille stylus, if if I may, all the Braillists are going, no, don't do that in the wood shop. <laughs> <laughs> but if you scratch something, you could put it on there, line it up with your finger and stuff, and just start up and go slowly and see if you're going straight. Or what I've done is put a board right next to it and screw it on, and that's my guide. They do sell a little guide that you can put in with this, uh, add it to it as an accessory, but I found that I'm able to use it the way I want to. Um but yeah, it's pretty safe. Always familiarize yourself with the tool to see how it goes, turn it on, see how it works and stuff. And then just practice on something like the box that it came in. I shredded it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so you, you say that it's, it's safe. Does it stop if your hand gets in the way? Oh, no. Uh, beware. Beware. That's what ah. I was saying. <laughs> before you turn it on or before you put the battery on it, you know, investigate it put the blade on, take it off. It's basically, if you know what a small spatula is, one that's probably an inch and a half, maybe two inches wide, it's it, that very lead edge is where all the action is, and it's just one piece. There's no moving parts up there, but that whole piece will vibrate super fast. Back, in, You know, like an electric knife, have you ever operated one of those? Yes. Yeah. They're good for turkeys. <laughs> yeah, well, this is good for woodworking, a little bit of metal workshop work, because you can put a metal blade on it. There's I bought a package of five. I haven't looked at all the variety of blades that I have, but it came with a bimetal blade and a wood blade. So other tools can do this work, uh, but why did you get this? Well, 
you start hearing chit chat, you know, you're working on something and someone will say, oh, I should have brought my vibrating tool. And I'm thinking, what's a vibrating tool? And then someone says an oscillating tool. Well, there's another tool. I, I didn't know they were talking about the same thing. And it just got to the point where I wanted to look it up and I listened to some YouTubes and let, heard them talk about it. Then I went to the store and actually put one in my hand and I thought, wow, I get it. You know, it just finally came to me like, oh, you know, like if you ever have to reach in somewhere hard and cut, shave something, straighten something out or whatever, this has that opportunity. Yeah, you can use a saber saw or you can use other saws, but, and you probably won't use this all the time, but when you need that specific tool for that specific situation, because you're getting yourself into situations, this is this is the cat's meow. Oh, I, I know that there are some people in my life who are never happier than when they discover a new tool. It's like, oh my goodness, now I have to find out all the things it can do. But, um, I think that last time that you were on Kelly and Company, we were talking a bit about the screwdriver drill and impact driver, and they were both battery operated. Is this also battery operated? Same brand, same everything. That way the batteries are versatile. And wow. I've had good luck with this brand. It's the DeWalt brand. And it comes with these smaller batteries, like 1.5 amp hours, um, you know, that they sell with. And with this one, I put on some bigger ones. I bought some, I, 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 it, I broke the bank. I bought two big six amp hour ones and those can go for a long time um, because you never want to be out on the job and just your battery go dead. And if you're going to operate these, you always want two batteries. So one's always on the charger, but I timed how long it takes to charge one of the small ones. And it took a long time. So the larger ones, which are heavier and harder to hold sometimes, if you're going to do a lot of work, use all your small ones. But um, so I bought a, actually a, what do you call it? A rapid charging station as well. And so based on the word rapid, I'm going to assume it's a faster charger. Uh, no, it means it costs a lot more. Um, <laughs> it actually has a fan uh, on it too. So when it starts charging, I hear a fan to cool it down. It's like, whoa. So one of those big six, six amp hour batteries that I put on there, it'll do one of those in an hour. So if the other one's lasting, you know, while I'm working, you know, you're not turning it on and running it for an hour straight, but you're moving around doing some stuff. And, you know, I watched a video and saw this guy demonstrate what this amp hours mean. So if you're ever buying a battery, look that number up. 1.5, he couldn't do a big spade bit, you know, to drill a one inch hole into a block of wood. He could get it to work. And when he pulled it away, he still had power, but he didn't have enough oomph to do the work, the chore that was needed. So he switched out the battery and did the same with the same tool and put it on there and it went right on through. So it has, not only does it have longer lasting power, but it has more guts for that initial impact. That's that's good to know. I've, I found that sometimes battery powered tools are just, they, they have no guts that, that you know, you, you get it started. I mean, even handheld vacuum cleaners that are battery powered just don't have the you know, the muscle that you want them to have when you're using them. I think on these power tools, it's really changed. I was, 
I was very late adopter to these type of tools. I still had the 12 volt, and that's what the, how they measure them by volts. These are 20 volts. So you have a lot more oomph when you're going. I remember when 12s came out and everyone was going, whoa, this is a game changer. And now there's 20 volts. That's almost double. So, yeah, you know, we could lean it that way. But they're... They're really good. They're really good. But the thing is, they get you roped in a little bit with the batteries because they cost more than the tools, basically. Um, but once you have your battery system set up and your charging system going, why would you want to switch brands at that point? Because then you'd have to start over again with everything. So they got me roped in, but I've had good, um, I've had good experience with all these tools so far. And slowly, I'm moving over towards battery-operated tools. And who who would have guessed? Now, yeah, I'm really surprised. Uh, yeah. Now, I'm going to challenge you a little bit here because on the script it said that this oscillating tool is good for just about everything. Is there something that you would not use an oscillating tool for and why or why not? Oh, I haven't had a lot of experience with it. Um but my latest project right now, I'm removing some tongue and grooves to make room for some windows that I'll be installing in the shop. And there's nails, and these are just finishing nails. And I just go along and I can just go, zit, zit, zit. <laughs> you know, I can use that like a spatula. You know, you can just slide it in there and just cut the nail and disassemble the wall in a sense. And when I come to the edge of the board where it's other boards are interlocked and all that stuff, I can just cut straight down. And then there I am. No one knows that that board was supposed to be eight foot long. If it's four foot, then I put another four, you know. So I haven't found a thing where I can't use it, but so far it's in those pieces, the, that little reach that I do. I have a Dremel tool that a uh, large, like a three-inch blade on it. That thing gets hot, smoky, and stinks and stuff. It's just, <laughs> you know, it's a lot of action going on, you know, spinning and stuff like this. This thing just you know goes right along and just cuts through the wood just like a just like turkey and the electric knife can, can you adjust the speed that that it uh, vibrates at or is it just one speed oh no no you can you can actually speed it up and go 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 with it um the trigger it's all in the trigger how much you squeeze how little you squeeze and uh the more i'm using it the more i'm just using it for little parts of jobs that I don't really need the tool for, but when you come across that little bit, like a nail sticking out, um, you just shave it right off. Usually you have to pound the nail out and stuff, but if it's in some weird spot or something like that, just shave the nail off so no one gets hurt. And, you know, it's, it's just all these little things that you can do with it. No, I do not need the tool. It's not an absolute need for a shop. But if you get to a point where you have the money and you can – want to experiment with it and you get yourself into a lot of predicaments and other projects, this one, you'll find a use for it because it's a neat tool to have. Is there it really sounds like it. When you talk about the speed, is it more about like the more confident I am using this oscillating tool, the faster I can go? Or is there a project where you say to yourself, no, I need speed. Or is this sort of the person with the the tool that's just confident that says i have a need for speed and i'm you know, across everything i do and that's how i'm gonna roll no i when i tuck it into the wood i just start going so i know that it's starting to go in then i gotta verify and check i haven't 
done the wide open speed. I'm sure if I came across a big 8D nail or something that I'd want to speed it up so I can get some teeth moving on that steel or something of that nature. So as you go along, you're going to find out how to do it. Um, and as a blind person, you know, it's I, I'm going slow at it at first because safety first. I want to experiment with it. And, you know, I don't have a project where this is the tool that I'm using for the whole project. It's just one of the accessories, the options that I'll have in my toolbox, just like we have in the blindness field. You know, if you need it, if you know how to use a, a Mac or a PC or something like that. It's good to know, you know, all these options. So it's good to have that in your back pocket when you need it. Now, of course. one of the things that I've always noticed about um, the tool owners in my life is that once they get a new tool, they're looking around wildly for a, a, a reason to use it or a place to use it. Have you found that when you got this, you were starting to think about now, how can I use this tool in nine different ways? Is that is that something that's happened for you? Oh, yeah, I'm just I'm all over the place out out there in the garage. Um, I call it garage right now, but it's actually an acronym for Jeff. It's Jeff's Egotistical Fantastical Fortress. But <laughs> I was out there and I have these nails where I've taken down tongue and groove. And instead of going up with a claw hammer and going pull, 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 and maybe drop them and stuff, I can just go along. I can put my fingertips on it because I can guide it with my other hand, bring it up there, grab the end of the nail, and bring that right behind it along the two by four and just go zip because it's just a small air gun finishing nail that's holding the tongue and groove. So I just, zit, zit, zit. it's just kind of neat. Now that I'm thinking about it, I should have a magnet on my hand, you know, just oh. pick them up. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So what I was wondering thinking. is, ha have ahead, you Danielle. created a project just because you got this new tool? Did, you, did it start making you think, oh, I know what else I could do with this? Well, the main thing was... Did, disassembling tongue and groove. Usually you start at the bottom, you mm. stack it up like Lego. But when I'm going to put a window in, like you already built a Lego house and now you want to put a window in, you come to a pause, don't you? <laughs> You're just like, uh-oh, I got to take that wall down this far. But with this tool, I can extract tongue and groove boards wherever I want to and make it look seamless because I can change the distance, cut off the tongue, extract the boards, you know, and I don't have to get a saw up there, set the depth and guess where I'm going to cut with. It's messy. And this thing's small enough and I can touch up near the near the tip back, you know, halfway back the spatula, kind of get a sense of where it's going and stuff. And yeah, it's kind of neat. So the holidays are upon us. And if we look in your shop, what's missing on the shelf that's on Jeff Thompson's wish list for Christmas. Mm, that's a good one. That, that's really a good one. I was thinking, I see all these organizers out there and we got this container store over here and they got these organizers. I was thinking of making a section of the wall with all these, it's kind of high priced a little bit, but a really neat organization system with um, some people use them in closets and stuff, but they make some for the wall that I would, it'd be nice to just have all the stuff that's kind of sitting around sometimes or gets sit, sat around here and there. I'd like to get an organization system going. Love it. Awesome. Well, best of the season to you. And I hope that uh, you get those empty parts of the shelves uh, filled over the holidays and we'll talk to you again soon down the line. All right. Happy holidays. That was Jeff Thompson talking to us about the oscillating tool 
which can cut just about everything. And next time, we're going to talk about small industry products that he's going to beginning to write in the new year. Coming up next, we're going to be wrapping up this program, telling you what's coming up on Now with Dave Brown tomorrow morning and what's coming up on the next edition of Kelly and Company. Stay tuned. We'll be back. We appreciate you uh, hanging out with us over the last uh, hour and uh, 50 minutes to, to this point. And uh, we're going to, at this point, highlight for you what we enjoyed of today's program. And Danielle, as my co-host, I will let you go first. Well, thank you, Brock. I really enjoyed speaking with the students and the principal at W. Ross McDonald School for the Blind in Brantford. Those kids are working really hard. They're not just thinking about themselves, but they're they're thinking about other people. Um, you know, the Observation of Trans Awareness Week is wonderful. Thinking about the Angel Tree of Hope project that they're working on, um, and the uh, project with the Orientation and Mobility Department. I I think you know, full marks for those guys. They're doing a wonderful job. Yeah, and the thing that I didn't. Get- didn't get a chance to say during that segment was uh, that if you went to the mobility department and you got that kind of candy cane, you better wash your hands after eating uh, the candy cane. Otherwise it's going to get stuck to your white cane. And uh, (laughs) that would be, that would be a disaster. Uh, For me, what I liked uh, from today's segment was uh, Jeff's segment, uh, which started with a lot of gift giving and I'm going to champion the gift cards. I know that a lot of people out there think that that's the easy way out. They think, ah, yeah, that's, you know, that, that's what you would say. Uh, but no, I like gift cards and, you know, people can get what they want. And I'll tell you what, for those that are, you know, questioning me, yeah, you can pick which gift card you want to give me and tell me where I have to go. But I'm okay if you want to uh, let me uh, choose what I want. That's totally okay. And um, besides, what, Brock, the thing about money, one size fits all. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, totally agree. Something that you can catch uh, in the morning is now with Dave Brown to tell us what's coming up tomorrow is producer Paul Daniel. Hey, Brock. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? So far, so good. Uh, and by the way, I'm with you, Brock. Gift cards, they work. Why guess? Guess give something. Give something. So the person can decide what they want for themselves. It works, especially Absolutely. as you get older. As people get older, it gets harder and harder to find something. Give them a gift card; they can find something that gives them pleasure without guessing all and, the time. And Paul, you can still wrap said gift card. So if that's your you problem, wrap nice, it in a box and put it together. A, that's... Get, and get a nice card. Wrap it up. Hey, you're you're you're, you're a hero for the day. On tomorrow's yeah. show, Clover <laughs> Thursday, we'll tell us about. Some DIY gifts, do-it-yourself gifts for Christmas. How appropriate. Uh, Kevin Shaw will discuss, uh, we'll look ahead to 2023 and for potential tech tech trends in the new year. And we'll have a roundtable discussion with Marco Pasqua and community reporter Elizabeth Moeller 
on the International Day of Persons with Disabilities that we observed just last uh, weekend, and we'll discuss how useful these days of observance really are. Awesome, and of course you can catch that tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on AMI-tv. Paul, thank you so much uh, for doing this today. <laughs> thank you, Brock. Take care. And Danielle, that marks the end for the two of us. For now, we'll be one day in between and we'll be back together on Thursday. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brock. I'm looking forward to it already. Uh, me too. On tomorrow's show, first of all, Kelly and I will be in the Toronto studios together. We start with Grant Hardy, who's going to join us for the lifestyle uh, headlines. Then we got In the Know with Margaret Weldon, who tells us about a forgiveness project, an initiative that aims to help both victims and perpetrators of crime to rebuild themselves after trauma. Then we learn about an outdoor rink that Jim Crisco is going to highlight in regards to Rick Hansen. That will be a fascinating conversation as well. We learn more how to deal with inflation with Ryan Chin, as that's been the top of mind today with expensive lettuce. And we wrap up the show with What in the World with contributor Grant Hardy as well. Stay tuned for that and much, much more. Kelly and I will rejoin you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern. Until then, be safe, be well. Thank you for listening. I've been your host, Brock Richardson. Hey guys, it's Brock Richardson, co-host of Kelly and Company, and some days like today, this week, and Thursday, a host of Kelly and Company, as they've taken some uh, well-earned rest, both Kelly and Rumia, as they prepare for uh, Kelly and Rumia beginning on January the 9th. When I was asked um, to do these vanity cards, I knew what I would do for my second vanity card, which you'll hear on Thursday, so I'll leave that one be for the time being. But I didn't know exactly what I was going to do for the first one until I woke up Monday morning and I had a dream that relates to Kelly and Company and the busy day that was for me on Monday where I had, now with Dave Brown, I had Kelly and Company and I had the neutral zone all on the same day and all within basically an uh, eight-hour window all of those programs. And so I went to bed uh, Sunday night and I had a dream. And the dream goes like this. I had a dream that I woke up Monday morning in the dream and my worker Catherine, who some of you have heard about and or heard on Kelly and Company and Ramia's book show, she came in uh, to get me ready for my Monday morning. Now keep in mind this is during the dream. And she went in to get my studio prepared for me. And she came out and she said, Brock, there's a clock on your screen. It's it's big. It's taking up the whole screen. And I said, oh, I'll check that out in a few minutes. And so I get up, got out of my bed, and went to my office to do uh, my Monday hit for Now With Dave Brown. And when I got in there, I realized that she was in fact right in that uh, there was a big clock that had a 12-hour time mark on it 
and it had about 11 hours or so at the time. And so I'm like, what is this for? And I called Kelly in my dream, and I said, hey, Kel, do you know anything about a clock? And he says, yeah, yeah, we'll chat later. I don't want to upset you. And this is often something that Kelly does if, if he's got some not-so-pleasant news to share, whether in life or work or whatever. And so I hung up, and I did my hit on Now with Dave Brown, and and I got off, and my eyes were sore. I thought, well, this is weird. Um, and then I went on, and I did two hours of Kelly and Company. And when I got off, I, I realized my vision was blurry. And I thought, this is weird. Okay, well, I got to jump on and do the neutral zone on Monday. I jumped on and did the neutral zone. Monday, I was all excited. Last thing of the day, all this stuff. And I couldn't see my script. And I had to enlarge my script to really big font. And as I enlarged it, I got through. And then at the end of the, the day, in my dream, the clock said, game over. Time had elapsed. And I thought, okay. Now I couldn't see anymore. And I thought, okay, let me call Kelly because he said he wanted to share something with me. And so I called him and I said, man, I lost my vision. What's up? And he said, yeah. He said, all of us, when we start to uh, lose our vision, we have a clock. And he says, I was terrified to share with you, um, you know, in the moment about the clock. And I was so scared. And he says to me, that's okay. We got you covered. But, uh, yeah, that's what happened. It happened to me. It happened to everybody. And so I woke up and I started to laugh, but then got scared at the same time because every time I see a big clock, I'm going to question whether this is dream or reality.